Hey, Sound Opinions listeners, if you support us on Patreon, you get to listen to our podcast ad-free on Patreon. You're listening to Sound Opinions, and this week we're revealing our favorite albums of the year, the best of 2021. I'm Jim DeRogatis. And I'm Greg Cott. We'll also hear selections from our production staff. But first we have the obligatory explanation of how we keep track all year. I uh, have a a list on my desktop of all the contenders for the best of the year, and I have to keep a list because otherwise people say, hey, what what are you listening to? And it's like, uh, uh, well, these 30 are in the heavy rotation. (laughs) (laughs) And then we winnow it down. As I always say, um, these are the albums I would take out after I rescued my wife, Carmel, if the house was on fire. Yeah, I hear you. I, uh, I've, I've sort of taken to keeping a playlist going of stuff that really moves me uh, so that it reminds me of the albums that I, I love. Mm-hmm. And I think that it, my criterion has always been, I always I sort of cringe a little bit when I say, here are the best albums of the year. Like, yeah. they're the best albums for me. They're my favorite records. They're the records I listen to the most, the lessons that inspired me the most during the course of the year. I don't pretend to think that everybody else thinks they're the best. No. But they certainly worked for me. Well, the professor will add, uh, all criticism is subjective. And we welcome everybody else's opinions. Um, You know, traditionally it's the top 10, but you and I both have lists of 20, which people can find on soundopinions.org. And we're going to jump around uh, uh, working from further down the list to our top albums of the year and uh, not duplicating each other because there's a couple that are on both of our lists. That means I am going to start at my number 12 album of the year, Over the Overlords by Naked Raygun. Naked Raygun is a band that meant a lot to you and me Mm -hmm. in the 80s, in the indie rock era. Uh, This super melodic, very political, very smart art punk from Chicago. I saw them every time they came out east when I was still living in New Jersey. Made a huge impression on me. And then, uh, since 1990, 31 years of silence. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, do they get a pass for coming back after 31 years? No. I'm going to be even even more critical when I'm listening. What do they have to say that's new? Does it measure up to what they gave us in their day, uh, in their heyday? And I think there's only a handful of bands, and interestingly, a lot of them in the art punk realm, Buzzcocks, uh, Wire, Mission of Burma, that have come back uh, with unfinished business, as you always say, mm-hmm. and are, are, are picking up where they left off, but also going somewhere new. That's how I feel about Over the Overlords. It's uh, ferocious. It's inventive. Uh, it avoids things that became naked Reagan cliches. There's no whoa, whoa, woes. <laughs> All right? Whoa, whoa, whoa choruses being uh, uh, something they were famous for. But there is tons of melody, and there is a perspective that is very much 2021. I'm going to play the second track on the album, uh, Living in the Good Times. We played it when we reviewed the record, but it is just such a quintessential Naked Reagan uh, song, and building to the key line, we really need a revolution. Uh, Jeff Pizzotti, the lead vocalist, tells us, uh, I, I got to fight while I'm going down. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
whether it's we the pandemic <laughs> yeah. or, yeah. or the political situation of the last two years. We have all felt that way, fighting while we're going down and building to a revolution, whether that's personal, political, global, uh, all of the above. Uh, yeah, we really need a revolution. Thank you, Jeff, for reminding us. Naked Raygun, living in the good times from my number 12 album of the year, Over the Overlords. Naked Raygun over the Overlords is the album. Every track is that good, but that one really sticks out for me, living in the good time. Greg, where on your list are you starting? I'm going to go to my number nine record of the year, Amethyst Kia, Wary and Strange. Amethyst Kia, a woman who uh, you know, studied bluegrass music, old-timey music at East Tennessee State University, put out a debut album in 2013, worked with Rhiannon Giddens on the, the Native Daughters Project in 2018, Quite a bit of credentials in the uh, in the folk realm, combined with a with an intense interest in um, in alternative rock. You know, she's covered uh, you know the national on her mm-hmm. uh, on her recording. So she's combining those two elements and and wrote a you know a track that I think is just an absolute signature uh, for the era that we're in. Black myself, a song of defiance. You know that you know talk about the BLM movement being uh, you know kind of embalmed in song where it becomes almost a cliche. But, you know, she's bringing the elements of her personal experience into it. The fact that she's also gay, you know, that happens as well to be a part of this, uh, of the subtext of this recording. So she's talking about, you know, uh, defying these stereotypes as a, a, a woman of color growing up in the South um, and, and the stereotyping that occurs there. I, I think this is one of the strongest statements, not only from a lyrical standpoint, but from a personal standpoint uh, that, to, m- to my mind, will be looked back at 20 years from now as like, what did Black Lives Matter sound like? What was mm. the soundtrack yeah. of that? I think Amethyst Kia gave us a record that very much uh, you know, uh, embodies that. Wary and Strange is the name of the record, and uh, the song I want to play is Black Myself on Sound Weary and Strange is the name of the album. Black Myself is a song. Amethyst Kia is the artist on Sound Opinions, number nine on my list. I applaud that pick, Greg. I really like that record a lot as well. What's next for you, Jim? I'm at number nine, uh, Greg, with a band from the UK called Shame. As I was uh, looking over my top 20, especially the top 10, I have a lot of great albums from uh, male-fronted bands and female-fronted bands, all of them angry, as it so happens. <laughs> and there was a lot to be angry about still in 2021. Um, shame, it strikes me now, having heard Idol's Crawler, 
that shame sort of got there first with Drunk Tank Pink. Uh, this is their second album after debuting with a, a record called Songs of Praise in 2018. It is uh, more uh, like idols of that uh, smart, uh, super testosterone-driven punk rock coming out of the UK. There's been a lot of that. Idols uh, getting the most attention, a fantastic band. They took a turn toward the dance floor on their new record, and and, uh, Shame had gotten there first. Uh, uh, Drunk Tank Pink, what is that? It is apparently a a very familiar color in the UK, uh, bubblegum paint uh, that is on prison cells, uh, psychiatric wards, and drunk tanks. The leader of shame is a smart, funny, hard-drinking, two-fisted, swaggering gent named (laughs) Charlie Steen, not to be confused with Charlie Sheen, uh, who is, uh, you know, examining uh, life as a young man somewhere between adolescence and adulthood, uh, doesn't really want to grow up but uh, knows that he has to, and he doesn't want to be a complete jerk while doing it. Sound familiar, right? Idols as well, mm-hmm. Viagra Boys as, as well uh, from Sweden. And uh, I just think they're sharp, they're funny. That little bit of dance floor being brought into the hard-charging punk is just an incredible sound. Uh, first played him uh, as Buried Treasure, I think, on the show, uh, and uh, I love this record. It is Drunk Tank Pink. The song I'm going to play is Nigel Hitter by Shame. Nigel Hitter by Shane. I think it was your buried treasure when we first played him, Greg. Um, you know, I saw them at South by Southwest, and I, they happened to be on a bill with Idols, and ah. I like Idols better. So, you know, well, I been, think they're in the same wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, they are very similar bands. There's no doubt about it. Um, the next band I'm going to play, I have seen this band written about extremely sparsely this year. In fact, Nobody that I know of has written about UVTV, and I apologize to anybody who has. Um, nine songs, 29 minutes. I can see why that album could have slipped by somebody. You didn't, you didn't play them on the show yet, right? I, I did play them as a buried oh, treasure, okay, and boy, right. are they buried. They put out a, a buried treasure, which was deeply buried, always something uh, this year. Their third album. They were out of Gainesville, Florida originally, uh, and moved to Queens, New York. The lineup has changed over the years. But the constants have been singer-bassist Rose Vestola and guitarist Ian Bernisette. And, man, you know, you t- everybody talks about the, you know, the, the, the four-piece guitar format running out of steam. But I think what works here is that the songwriting is so good and so fresh. Uh, th- there's a pop-punk element to it, but it's not as clean and slick as that might imply. There's some garage grit in there. Um, the, to me, what really stands out is how well-crafted these songs are, how ultra-melodic they are, multiple parts, multiple hooks, played with a lot of energy and spunk. Um, and I love this record, you know, and it, with 
when it's over in 29 minutes, all you want to do is play it again. <laughs> I, I had forgotten your buried treasure pick of them, and uh, this was the only one on the t- on your top 20 that didn't jump out at me. And then I, I went and dug deep and was like, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I, 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 you know, like I said, there's nine songs here, and not a one is a skip track. It's like mm-hmm. you want to play the whole damn thing. Uh, here's one of those tracks that you shouldn't skip, Distant Lullaby from UVTV's new album, Always Something on Sound Opinions. That is always something, the new album from UVTV, Distant Lullaby, is the song number seven on my top 20 list of 2021. Which album could you not live without in 2021? Let us know on our Facebook group or in our Patreon community. Leave us a voice message on our website, soundopinions.org. Coming up, we're going to have more best albums of 2021 on Sound Opinions. And we are back. This week, we're divulging the records that took the top spots in our hearts in 2021. Though if you listen to the show regularly, you probably know what many of them are already. A couple of surprises we haven't talked about. Let's turn now to some of our beloved production staff. First up is producer Alex Claiborne. Alex, what was your album of 2021? 2021, a lot of change was going on for me, and I wanted some comfort food. I wanted something that I knew, something that felt good, but was still expanded. And so I think, you know, Red Taylor's version by Taylor Swift probably is the album that brought me the most solace in 2021. Um, The the remake. Yes. So there's a couple things. So this album, actually, um, she's re-recording many of her albums to have ownership over her music. And uh, this also includes nine From the Vault songs. So it's songs that you know, many of them we have not heard as an audience that she wrote all those years ago. And basically this record, I really enjoyed listening to the growth that she had. Um, I think vocally, it's much improved from 2012. The song I want to play is All Too Well. It's the 10 minute version, Taylor's version from the vault. <laughs> okay. Alex. So we're going to hear a snippet of that to be clear. Yes, yeah, we're going to hear a snippet. Yeah. And really, you know, she added some of the verses that she had written all those years ago, you know, with this particular song, which is really, you know, we talk about storytelling in, mm-hmm. in music and songwriting wise. This is really just a, a masterful clinic right here. So this is uh, <laughs> Taylor Swift with All Too Well. It's the 10 minute version, Taylor's version from the vault on Sound Opinions. All right, Taylor Swift revisiting all too well, remaking it. See, Greg, I really like this concept. You know, we are at show 837. Maybe when we get to 1,000, we should go back to number one and start re-recording our shows and see if we can do them better. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's a great question, Jim, because, uh, Alex, I wanted to ask you. um, I mean, Red's an iconic album for her. A lot of people considered it her best album, uh, released in 2012, right? Yes, correct. Uh, How... 
does this album actually exceed it? You know, I think in a lot of ways, it really brings it even more into the contemporary space. I think that when it came out in 2012, I think a lot of people weren't putting as much respect on Taylor Swift's name. And mm. there was still kind of a characterization that she was annoying, juvenile, you know, all of these things and kind of putting her down when now I think people have a little bit better understanding of kind of what a musical genius she is in many ways that people didn't acknowledge before. So um, it's it's difficult because it depends on the day and it depends on what you're looking for as a fan and as a music listener. All right. Uh, we're going to turn now to our Columbia College intern, Mary Bernthal. Mary is, is going to do a second semester with us. She's been doing great work. Mary, welcome to the airwaves of Sound Opinions. Hi, it's so fun to be here. Um, thanks for having me on the show. It's our pleasure. Yeah. What was your album of the year, Mary? Um, my album of the year was Remy Wolf's debut Juno. Um, she's had a couple of viral singles and EPs, but this is her first full-length album. And I would say that Juno is, you know, for lack of a better expression, just a fun, funky, flirty time. Um, <laughs> fun, funky, flirty. I like that. Yeah. She blends like hip hop, rock, pop funk r&b like hyper pop kind of just everything under the sun in this haphazard but also very intentional way that i think is really exciting what's the track you're gonna play so i want to play um gorilla which you know the kids would call it an absolute bop um the lyrics talk about meeting someone at a party being instantly into them and feeling like totally overwhelmed and crazy as a result um i like described her lyrics to a friend as meme core as a joke um ah. But, like, I can't really think of another way to describe it. She just has these, like, random word associations that really probably only make sense to her. All right. Juno on Sound Opinions. Show up to the party, it's gorilla. With an itty-bitty chance of having a good time. Sip, sip, sip in margaritas. Spilling like a villain, better whip out the swiffer. Hide in my mind, smoke up with depression. Damn that guy, he keeping me guessing. That is Gorilla from the uh, Remy Wolf record, Juno, uh, Mary Bernthal, her favorite record of 2021. You know, I, it's interesting um, because she's combining all these different styles, which I think is is totally right on, and I love memecore as a name for it, uh, <laughs> lyrically. Uh, I also detect, to me, that song had a very Caribbean feel to it. Like, you, you know, you wanted to get up and... You know, talk about being at a tropical island. I mean, it just it just put me right there. Even though none of us can go to a tropical island right now, but it's uh, it, it definitely had that vibe to it. Yeah, definitely. It's 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 a lot of fun. Well, thanks for a great pick, Mary, and thanks for doing uh, fantastic work for us and making Columbia College proud. Awesome. Thanks. I love being here. Back to our lists, uh, Greg. I am at uh, number five. I said a lot of angry men, a lot of angry women on my list, but also on the top 20, I had two great examples of French pop. I'm not going to play polo and pan, but at uh, number five on my list is La Femme, Paradigms. Um, I've been a big fan of theirs throughout their career. It was uh, almost five years since we had a new record from them. And I think that Sasha Gott and Marlon Magnet really uh, pulled out the stops, uh, getting back to the studio and taking us on a virtual world 
tour. We're in California, we're in Detroit, we're in Spain, we're in Turkey, and of course we are in their native France. They are a singer and keyboardist and a guitarist from Biarritz. Uh, they have always uh, been all about collaboration, much like Daft Punk. We have the two auteurs in the studio uh, bringing in, on this record, uh, five phenomenal female vocalists for all of these travels around the world. Um, you know, uh, I, I when we reviewed the record, I, I noted that uh, Google Translate doesn't do them <laughs> <laughs> do them a service. You listen to the lyrics, the ones that are uh, not in English. There are a few, um, you know, and it's like, what are they singing about? It's not. It's not about what uh, their vocalists are singing about. It's about the vibes they capture. We have a little bit of uh, you know psychedelia and tropicalia. We have horns. We have kind of uh, Western. Uh, instrumentals in the Sergio Morricone way mm. and some Turkish world beat influence and of course that great tradition of French yay yay music mm, <laughs> you yeah. know Serge Gainsbourg the weirdness of 60s psychedelic French pop I couldn't get enough of that this year that's why I had two albums I loved this is a song from Paradigms the new one from La Femme I'm gonna play the uh, track Paradigm which leads off the album je pleure des larmes de glace Et pas une lueur d'espoir Là où je passe Les âmes du soir Qu'on passe sous les trottoirs Sont souvent perdues Pourtant mes désirs tendus Et inévitables Tous les chats qui traînent sur les bougeurs Je suis seule ce soir Encore déchirée dans cette moyenne La nuit est froide en crever La femme en jeune Je crois que je suis blessée Sur le bord de la route on m'a Paradigm, singular from Paradigms, plural, the uh, latest album from La Femme. Where on your list are you? I'm going to go from uh, France to uh, a sharecropper's farm in Louisiana. <laughs> okay. Robert Finley was born there, uh, grew up there, uh, 67 years old, a late bloomer, some might say, his third studio album, all done in his 60s. Uh, two with Dan Arbach uh, as the producer. Um, basically, Arbach's, uh, you know, his, own, his production decisions were based on Robert Singer life uh, for us on this record. The Sharecropper's Son uh, is, the, is the name of the, of the record. And um, that voice immediately arresting, you can't escape it. It's such a powerful voice. I think about Singer's soul greats like Sharon Jones or Charles Bradley who were discovered late in their lives and had mm. very productive careers. Finley's uh, shaping up as that sort of an artist as well. Um, you know, you, you talk about growing up in Jim Crow era Louisiana. You talk about going to a segregated school as a kid. You talk about singing gospel in church as a kid. Um, a street busker, legally blind now, and yet forging this career out of, you know, uh, a, a very tough existence for, for decades. Um, you know, still got that falsetto. You can hear it in, in some of the tracks here, and the, the way he's blending swamp blues, southern soul, straight-up gospel uh, on these tracks is really a wonder. Um, uh, here's a track from Robert Finley's uh, latest record called Sold Out on You, number six on my list on Sound Opinions. It just ain't no way Say, 
that's gonna save us today I'm sold out on you It's sad but it's true After all we've been through I'm sold out on you That is Robert Finley Sharecropper's Son is the name of the album Sold Out on You is the track I I love that record too, Greg I'm at number four on my list I know you love this artist and this record as well And she was a fascinating interview on episode 825 earlier this year I'm talking about Tamar Afek Tamar had played in numerous bands in Israel Uh, She's a mainstay of the underground Mm -hmm. rock scene there in 2014, uh, she she did her first uh, solo EP and then followed that up with a uh, album-length release this year, All Bets Are Off. Um, what a powerhouse vocalist, intellect, uh, stage presence, guitarist. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, this really uh, brings to mind, um, you know, the... 80s uh, no-wave scene uh, with a lot of avant jazz in in New York colliding with punk, except uh, time warped into the future. Uh, She's taking those sounds somewhere new. And, uh, you know, what is the genre? I'm not even sure it fits one. I mean, there's times there there are stretches here, instrumental stretches, where you would think this was a... uh, underground avant uh, jazz noise Mm -hmm. record and other times where you would think oh this is sonic youth's (laughs) lost stepsister you know um uh they're just all over the map and she was uh, a fascinating interview so all bets are off by tamar afek i'm gonna play the song you love i love russian winter we're both uh huge fans uh, uh readers of history and you know uh Napoleon's army and Hitler's army, they were not defeated necessarily (laughs) by the Russian armies. They were defeated by the Russian winter. And uh, wow, the the two years of COVID has felt like we were all being defeated (laughs) by a Russian winter. Here's Tamar Efek on Sound Opinions. I know I'm gonna lose the war in the sea. I know how big the risk is taking you with me. Through Russian winter straight into your heart You say you can see blood But I plan to miss that part Russian Winter by Tamar Afek. What a great record. All bets are off. It, it's on your list somewhere, oh, yeah. too, right? It, it's, it's way up there for me as well. Uh, one of the great records of the year, without a doubt. Uh, another great record. And, uh, you know, he, he released a bunch of them this year, uh, posthumously. Uh, Tony Allen, the great Afrobeat drummer uh, who died in 2020 at the age of 79. Uh, you know, worked with the great Fela on those remarkable uh, bands that had basically invented a style of music. Um, in Af- West Africa in, in, in the uh, 70s. Um, you know, and, and Tony's drumming was a key part of that, obviously. Yeah. The way he used that hi-hat, um, you know, uh, the four-limbed approach uh, to rhythm um, with uh, a jazz sensibility. Polyrhythm there. Yes. Incredible, incredible drummer. He's collaborated with a whole host of artists and musicians from across the world in his remarkable career post-Fela, 
and uh, remarkably never done an entire album with hip-hop artists. He's collaborated yeah. with hip-hop artists, but that, that, that was no longer true once he did There Is No End. Uh, a full-length collaboration with a host of, of, of rap artists from different uh, continents. Um, you know, some of the better-known names, Danny Brown, Sampa the Great, and Skepta, uh, we're on this record, but there are, are, are lesser known names here that are equally great. But the center of it all is those those rhythms that, that Tony Allen is 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 playing underneath those tracks. Um, you know, to me, this album has a hypnotic quality. It I, I love it that it can play two functions in your life. You can listen to it and dance to it, and you can also use it as sort of a background. It's just kind of a the the, the mood is so continuous and so seamless. Uh, in in his playing, that it's a great um, album for working to, sort of uh, almost an ambient uh, record to, mm-hmm. to to quote one of your favorites, Brian. You know, Brian, you know? You know, thank you very much. So there's a utilitarianism about this record that really appealed to to us shut-ins over the last year and a half. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, uh, I'm going to play a track from it called uh, Mau Mau from Tony Allen's There Is No End on Sound Opinions. <laughs> That was Tony Allen with Mau Mau uh, from Greg's number four album of the year, uh, Tony Allen, There Is No End. Came in at number 14 for me, Greg. I'm proud of you because I'm the drummer, uh, but I'm glad you gave Tony Allen so much love. When we come back, we'll talk with the rest of the Sound Opinions production team about their albums of the year, and we'll talk about the records that topped our best of lists. That's in a minute on Sound Opinions. And we're back. In a few minutes, we'll reveal our absolute favorite records of the year. But first, let's hear from our associate producer, Sol Delgadillo, about the album that she loved the most in 2021. All right, what was your album of the year, Sol? So my album of the year actually isn't an album at all. It's an EP. Um, It is Desperate Times, Desperate Pleasures by a band called Boston Manor. Mm. They're a band from Blackpool, Lancashire, England. It is officially their eighth release if we're including other eps and albums Mm -hmm. the song that i chose is carbon mono and it's Mm -hmm. their very first track that they released off of the ap the best way that i can describe it in terms of like genre they're in the same scene as other pop punk bands but they're just a little bit heavier so they're a little bit more grungy a little bit more emo i think that they sound a little bit more cinematic than like a lot of the other pop punk bands that are in the scene, especially, you know, I feel like Chicago has a really big pop punk scene too. Yeah. Um, and they're definitely not like them at all. <laughs> all right. But are they meme core? <laughs> no, no, not at all. All right. Well, let's dive in. Thank you so much.
Okay, so that was Carbon Mono off of Desperate Times, Desperate Pleasures, the new EP from Boston Manor. I gotta say, you introduced me to this band. I did not know about them, uh, but I was having a big Jimmy Eat World flashback when I when mm-hmm. I heard that track. And Jimmy Eat World, to my mind, was like the best of that 2000-ish mm-hmm. emo yeah. punk invasion, you know, kind of yeah. well, really well-written songs with huge choruses. I always went with Thursday, yeah. but I get what you're saying, yeah. that whole kind of uh, moment. <laughs> All right, thank you, Soul. All right, now it's time for Andrew Gill, our producer, to tell us his album of the year. Well, I got one that's also on your list, Jim. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucy Dacus home video. Yes. Um, you know, you described it as a building's building's roman. Yes, yes, Roman. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. We had to look that word up and make sure you were saying it right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, an Eng- I'm an English professor, <laughs> but no, it really uh, kind of unlocked the genius of this record mm-hmm. when I heard you say that because you really do see how it builds up to that song "Thumbs" that mm-hmm. that you know people are going crazy about that song yeah. this year. It's uh, and it's about, and it, about coming of age. Yeah, yeah, growing exactly up. right. Yeah. Growing up—that's the uh, what that term is about. So. One line that I really like in the song, VBS, she mm-hmm. says, uh, she's talking about a, a friend, and she says, your poetry was so bad, it took a lot to not laugh. Yeah, I know, I know, and, I know. and if you want to think about how confident she is on this record, yeah. you put that lyric in, and then you're asking everyone to scrutinize every yeah, line yeah, yeah, of yeah. your yeah. Every other line, no, it's yeah. true. Because you better be she's really daring on us. point. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I mean, there was a big tour, and there was all this momentum behind the album, and they were out there on the road, and a member of the band got... COVID yeah, it and rough. it's just it's like we're not done with this yet yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, we were hoping to have a live taping with her so yeah. hopefully we'll get it together in, in the new year so in the new, yeah. something to look yeah. forward to for 2022 yeah but I mean it's it's a great record and I wanted to play this song Going Going Gone because you know she was part of that group Boy Genius with Phoebe mm-hmm. Bridgers and Julian Baker and this is basically a, a boy genius reunion plus Mitski is on this track as well so um, if you're missing boy genius you can listen to this track going going gone by lucy dacus from home video making plans watching the day and hand in hand i always had to be home by eight my dad would kill me if i was late i'll be going now Going, going, gone by Lucy Dacus, uh, a great pick from our producer, Andrew Gill. We're counting down, Greg. Uh, Three more picks each to get to the top of our lists. I am next with the number three record of the year, Welfare Jazz by Viagra Boys, uh, a group from Stockholm, Sweden. Angry Men. I said mm. I said, a lot of angry men and angry women on my list. I think like idols. I think like shame. Um, you know, these are guys who have done stupid things. Because let's face it, guys do stupid things, right? There are levels of stupidity, and then there's malice and very bad behavior. Two tattoo artists uh, meet in Sweden. One of them is, is an expat from San Francisco. And they uh, decide to go out and drink all night and uh, wind up at a karaoke bar singing Mariah. 
Mariah Carey's We Belong Together. <laughs> and of course, they have to put a band together, right? It is punk. It is angry. It is, I think, by parodying toxic masculinity and admitting their faults. Uh, it is wonderful, sleazy satire. Uh, I don't think I convinced you of that when we reviewed the record, but I love it. It holds up. And the more I listen to it, the more I love it. I am going to play a track we played once, but if you want to get the essence of Viagra Boys in one song, you got to go with this one. Ain't nice. They ain't nice. They don't want to be nice. Iggy didn't want to be nice. Mm -hmm. Neither did Nick Cave, right? There's a lot of not nice in the world. But I actually kind of think these guys are the sort that would, you know, if grandma was walking across the street struggling <laughs> with uh, grocery bags, they would help her. Okay, well, you know, I'll Maybe. ask Grandma the next time <laughs> I, I see her. We're going to have to go to Would Sweden. Would you let this guy help you across the street? Hell no. Here it is, Eight Nice. Ain't Nice by Viagra Boys. I'm never going to sell you on this band. Well, I? I like that track. I actually do. All right. I, okay. You know, I think, you know, there are tracks on the record that do get a little too deep into the humor, quote unquote, that you say that they have. And then, you know, it just leaves me the wrong way. I would say, like, play a Little Sims record instead. That That's going to be my uh, my pick. A Little Sims, a young hip-hop artist of Nigerian descent based in London. I was introduced to her primarily through her collaborations with Inflow on those brilliant series of Salt records. Yes. The only frustration I had with the Salt record this year was that it came and went. It was available for three months, and now you can't find it anywhere. That was an intentional move mm. on the band's part, which I yes. still don't fully understand. We can't have a Salt record now, but we can have a little Sims record, and I think she made her breakthrough record here with Sometimes I Might Be Introvert. There's a, a small pool of UK artists, Inflow, Lil Sims, Michael Kiwanuka, Cleo Soul, that have been making records over the last few years that are all wonderful in my estimation. The only thing I dislike about this record, those interludes don't quite work for me. I know you're the guy who hates the interludes. I hate interludes. I normally can tolerate them. This time, I really could have done without them. The beauty of streaming is that you can skip them over. The rest of the record is wonderful. Uh, Inflow's production is just so... Uh, brilliant in the variety and the way it serves uh, what Lil Sims is talking about. And, you know, it's a coming-of-age record. You know, it, it reminds me a, a, quite a bit of Lauren Hill's uh, solo debut record back in the 90s where you're talking about someone who's breaking the ties that bind you and, you know, discovering your own identity, your own independence, you know, family ties versus independence, womanhood versus patriarchy, uh, life and versus career. Are those actually in opposition? Is there a way to integrate those elements to, to sort of make your life complete? I mean, she's wrestling with these big questions on this record and, and doing it in a very stunning uh, fashion. Here's a track from it. It's called Speed from Sometimes I Might Be Introvert by Little Sims on Sound Opinions. You can tell I'm really going at it.
That is Little Sim. Sometimes I might be introvert. Number three on my top 20 list. We're getting down to the uh, the final picks, Jim. What's the or next? Or up to the top, if you look yes. at it that way. I'm at number two on my list, Greg. Dry cleaning, new long leg. I know you like this record a lot, yeah. too. Florence Shaw. Holy cow. Emma Peel, Diana Riggs, Jillian uh, Anderson in the fall. That kind of reserved, Brit, rapier-like wit. Hmm. Sexy, but don't you mess with me. <laughs> and an element of Dada surrealism here. I keep seeing dry cleaning musically compared to Proto-Martyr and Idols and Fontaine's DC and even Shame. I don't hear it that way. I, th- I think the punk art, punk skewed constructions of her backing band are kind of in that wheelhouse. But as a front person, Florence Shaw is is one of a kind. I, you know, you have to go to like Eddie Argos <laughs> of Art Brew, yeah, right. who couldn't sing and just told funny stories over the band. I think Florence probably could sing, but she's not interested in doing so. She's interested in giving these weird monologues that may be meaningless, but may also be open to deconstruction. I think of myself as a hardy banana with that waxy surface (laughs) and the delicate flowers. What is she talking about, right? It somehow makes sense, though, and it sucks you in. As she says at another point, like a woman in aviators firing a bazooka. (laughs) Fire away, Florence. Mm. I am going to play Unsmart Lady. If you like a girl, be nice. The first full album by Dry Cleaning, Mm -hmm. the song was Unsmart Lady. The album's called New Long Leg. You love that one, too. I do. Like you, I laugh out loud at some of the just, like, you know, the lyrics that come out of nowhere, like, just hit you right between the eyes. You go, that is so, it's funny, that dry delivery. It's uh, it's There's a little Captain Beefheart (laughs) in her, too. It's just bizarre. A true subversive. We're getting to the very final picks here. Number two is Idols on my list. Crawler, their fourth album. They keep outdoing themselves. I think they got a lot of stick especially from the reviewers in in England, about being a little bit too obvious on their records in the Mm -hmm. past, about being too bumper stickerish in the way that they were portraying toxic masculinity, you know? And the thing is, I don't read it that way at all. First of all, they were, you know, addressing a subject that, you know, perhaps is well-worn, but when was the last time you heard it with this kind of music behind it? You know, at first you're thinking, these guys want to destroy you, you want to knock your head off, and then you listen to what they're singing about, and it's about pain. I think what, what happened with, with this new record is that Joe Talbot uh, really went inward and, and talked about personal pain from a very personal perspective, talking about his dealing with addiction and how it, it infiltrated his family and how it informed his entire life, really. The central uh, conceit of the album is his car crash that he barely survived and, and was a life-changing event. Self, um, self-inflicted damage because yeah, he was drunk driving. He was just completely out of his mind and nearly lost his life because of it. The other big shift here, too, is the, the way the music has sort of evolved. They're great at those hammering riffs, blowing your head off with their attack, with their aggression. But there's also more atmospheric stuff on here, and there's also like a 
full-blown dance track, you know, that they're doing on this record as well. The variety is here. They're in latter-day Nick Cave territory, big mm-hmm. time. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I think you couldn't aspire any higher in terms of artistic ambition. But I think, you know, a track like that Beachland Ballroom track is just uh, staggeringly good. We've played Beachland Ballroom. I want to play The Wheel, though, this time, uh, from Crawler on Sound Opinions, my number two album of 2021. I got to my knees And I beg my mother the bottle in one hand, this one or the other, and so turns again and again. She woke from a slumber with a crippled stance. She said she missed my brother. I wanted one more chance. And so that is the wheel from Idol's fourth record, Crawler, number two on my list. Jim, I know you love that record as well. I do. It was at number six on my list. Greg. But you've got a you've got a number one that's. I've got a not number that. one. I've got a number one, and I don't think this one made your list at all. No, I love this record. It's in my top forty, though. Amel and the Sniffers, comfort to me from Melbourne. All right. Uh, There is always, even in the hardest hitting rock out of Australia, there's always a little bit of camp, a little bit of goofiness, a big swaggering cheers with a can of Fosters. All right. (laughs) I'm talking ACDC. I'm talking the Saints, right? Amel and the Sniffers is in that tradition. It is punk. It is hard rock. It is funny. I promised you angry women. And certainly Amy Taylor fills that bill. Think of the great tradition of Courtney Love, who I still do love, with a little bit of Dolly Parton in there, too. I mean, there's some campiness and some fun. But the song I'm going to play, Greg, uh, that resonated with me as I was shuffling things in the top ten and, and making sure everything was at the right spot, is this the number one album of the year? Yeah, it is, because it's ferocious. It is self-empowering. It is a feminist statement of Anger, comfort to me, is about uh, walking a dark street with Mm. with a knife because you don't want to be attacked. We've heard so many women do that with, you know, their car keys between their hands, right? But, wow, choices, choices, given what our top court in the land is now weighing. My choice, my own. My voice, my own. My body, my own. Emil and the Sniffers couldn't put it any more clearly. It can be a celebration. It may turn into being a dirge uh, mm. or a mourning song. Uh, we are not post-feminist America. Thank you, Australia, for reminding us. Emil and the Sniffers on Sound Opinions. My album of the year, Comfort to Me. I can make my own choices I ignore all voices Life has layers, it's lawless Stop ya! Does my opinion really make you that sick? Every decision, every consequence My choices, my own, my choices, my own Opinion, my own, I own it, I own it I don't want to listen to it Emil and the Sniffers Choices. Man, I love that record. Blowing the doors off there, Jim, with your number one. Yes. Uh, Good record, no doubt about it. Uh, The record that I could not stop playing uh, ever since it came out in January. Mm -hmm. It has been at my side ever since. I I just am addicted to it. And I'm proud to say On All Fours by Goat Girl 
is my number one record of the year. On my top ten as well. So it's their second album. I was really, I love their 2018 debut. And when I first put this record on, I go, wow, this is different. Yeah. <laughs> we had an interview uh, with Holly Hole earlier this year where, we, where she talked about why that was. Previously, the vocalist guitarist Claudia Cream, don't you just love these made-up yeah, names yeah, yeah. that the band has come up for them? You know, four women who are making amazing music together and truly together. Claudia kind of wrote the first record on her own and then brought it to the band. On All Fours was written as a collaborative uh, project between all four band members. And they not only all contributed to the songwriting, they contributed to the vocals, they switched up instruments. It was more of a collaborative effort, and it led to more of an atmospheric, more nuanced, more intricate, more subtle record than the debut, which is quite a bit more hard-hitting. And at first you're thinking, well, it's not quite as hard-hitting, you know, but man, talk about hypnotic, talking about getting under your skin to the point where I'm singing these songs or humming these melodies wherever I went. I wasn't even listening to the record, and I was listening to it. I've never heard you, you know? sing. I would really <laughs> pay cash money it's a, it's for a that. Ter- it's a horrible thing. It's usually reserved for, <laughs> for private uh, private moments when I think no one else is listening. But uh, it's to me, it's a, it's a beautiful record that works as, as a continuous listening experience. And there's some danceable stuff on here. Uh, for example, the track I'm Going to Play. Sad Cowboy from Goat Girl on All Fours, my number one record of 2021 on Sound Opinions. Cowboy by Goat Girl on all fours uh, by Goat Girl is Greg's album of the year. And that wraps up our list for the best albums of 2021. But that's just like our opinions, man. (laughs) We want to know what you, our listeners, think. What was your top album of the year? Leave a voice message on our website, soundopinions.org. We'd love to play it on the show. You can see the entire top 20 list for both me and Greg on the website. Greg, what do we have on the show next week? Next week, another one to look forward to. Uh, our Sound Opinions annual holiday spectacular with Andy Surzan. And this week on our bonus podcast, more from our conversation with contributor and Rolling Stone senior writer Althea Legaspi. We're going to talk about times where we felt unsafe at concerts. Timely and then a little Christmas cheer, Greg. For more Sound Opinions, listen to our podcast wherever you find such things. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this program belong solely to Sound Opinions and not necessarily to Columbia College Chicago or our sponsors. Thanks, as always, to our Patreon supporters. Sound Opinions is produced by Andrew Gill, Alex Claiborne, our associate producer, Sol Delgadillo, and our intern, Mary Bernthal. Our social media consultant is Katie Cott. <laughs>